Okay, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Dudes Being Dudes, the podcast, or the DVD pod, or the Dudes Being Dudes podcast, or Dudes Being Dudes scratched out in wine country, the podcast, which is presented by Knocking Point Wines, a winery started in 2012 out of Walla Walla, Washington, and celebrating its 10th year in existence. My guest today is going to be my co-host, along with my co-founder, my very good buddy, Andrew Harding. Drew, how you doing? Good, bud. Yeah, this is our first episode of this podcast, but second episode of Dudes Being Dudes, right? Second? Well, well we the did third. the first episode of television, remember? Sure. Yes. Six years ago? Six years ago? And um, it was a blast. And all I can remember is that, you know, two buddies got to go drink wine and make some new friends in Paso Robles and ended up literally sitting alongside Game of Thrones and Mad Men and Modern Family at like the top charts on Google Play and iTunes. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, I mean, yeah. Know, nowadays, yeah. nowadays, it's a little bit more of a, of a meritocracy and people... I mean, I've I've been looking recently at uh, the number of views uh, as an example that the Joe Rogan experience generates relative to what, you know, big talking head pundits generate on the news channels, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. Um, He dwarfs all of them. Like if you take the four biggest ones and put them all together, it's less than what Joe Rogan generates. And the reason that I mentioned this is because back when we did it, people were like, well, what studio does it? You know, who's, who's your backer? Like, no, uh, Raz Al Ghul kicked me off a fucking mountain and I got uh, 10 days off of season three of Arrow. So we went and we shot the entire thing ourselves. Well, how'd you put it together? Well, we edited it together. And back then um, no one really understood what we were doing, but nowadays, um, Everyone is doing that. Everyone is creating their own content. Um, and that is what we're doing here. Correct? Correct, Mundo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. You know, it's it's um, funny you mentioned Joe Rogan. I think that the size of his audience um, is, you know, directly correlated to how much attention he's getting right now, right? And sure. it's a function of, um, you know, the, these, these, these platforms, which I think platforms will be part of our discussion in a lot of these episodes, every kind of platform. Um, you know, and I think that's a perfect segue into, you know, why we wanted to spin this podcast up. Um, that is in the spirit of, of, you know, you and I starting this, this, you know, company years ago, 10 years ago to be exact. And, um, you know, along the way, getting to meet a lot of really interesting and smart people who inspired us to take the winery in different directions, look at, look at different and new business models. Um, and, um, you know, after learning and absorbing and, um, you know, being, being taught by some pretty smart people kind of, you know, which, which ways to go at, you know, critical points, we thought that it'd be nice to share some of those stories, um, with an audience and also bring in, you know, some other guests who, Stephen knows personally, and maybe I know some of them as well. And, um, you know, share some stories of, uh, of, uh, people who have accomplished, you know, some pretty incredible things. So, so nice, nice segue to, to talk about what dudes being dudes, the podcast is going to be. First of all, it's, it's just a great name, but don't think for a second that with no offense meant to barstool sports that we're just going to be sitting here talking about Hooters and, uh, and, and, and the, be- and the best way to bro out. Um, we were, we are going to have, we are going to have guests and they're most certainly going to be, uh, men and women. 
uh, you're certainly not precluded from from being a guest in this podcast if if, if you're not a dude. Uh, I actually prefer I prefer female guests at, at all at all points. <laughs> frankly, uh, the discussion is always much much more interesting and and thoughtful um, the majority of the time. But uh, being small business owners, we are going to talk about being small business owners. Talk about talk about uh, entrepreneur entrepreneurialship. I'm going to discuss you know what 2020 did to our business, being primarily direct to consumer. Uh, how it changed, how it's changed, uh, uh, well, how it, how it changed at the time, and how it's changing now. Um, we're going to speak about uh, mental health, and which is something that we did uh, a little bit the last time that we were having a, a fairly regular discussion. But uh, I have some ideas of certain guests that I would like to speak to. We're going to talk sports, talk sports betting. We're going to tech, tech, talk technology. Uh, I know that right now. People hear the word NFT, and there's a uh, there's a tendency to immediately to immediately roll your eyes. Like I don't know if you saw Kanye West put something out today. Like I'm not doing a fucking NFT. I want to build things yeah. that people can actually see. And there's just I didn't understand it, understand NFTs in general uh, until recently, and you explained it to me in a in a very, in a very, very simple and straightforward way. So we'll be discussing, we'll be discussing that because that also plays into one of the areas where we are headed with knocking point and, um, and how we're trying to treat our members uh, for knocking point going into year 10. So maybe, maybe chat a little bit about um, where you think we are with knocking point and uh, some of the next steps we want to take. Yeah, so I think starting with our kind of core base and the you know members that have been with us from day one is probably the perfect place to to kind of kick that 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 chat off. You know, we we started this thing as a hobby, really, in my hometown, ten years ago. Didn't know if anybody would care if this arrow guy and his buddy, you know, had some had some you know Bordeaux style blends coming out of Walla Walla at all. Um, it it turns out they did. And, you know, we, we sold every drop we made for years and years, um, sight unseen based on trust, based on Steven having a platform. Um, and we built a wait list of, uh, you know, 10,000 people at one point. Um, and, you know, fast forward a handful of years and we were able to grow at a very rapid rate. Um, and we started to produce a lot of wine. Um, and still do. Um, and I don't want to say that our member base was ever left behind because they weren't. But I think one thing that, that, that Stephen and I are most proud of is that core member base that's been around from day one. And there are a lot of you and them, right? So um, we've decided to cap the club at 10,000 people um, so that we can stick to tradition, so that we can keep the quality incredibly high, so that we don't share every bottle of wine that we produce with everybody in the world. Um, and most importantly, so that we can maintain these personal connections with all of our members um, through content, through events like we're going to have in Walla Walla on May 13th and 14th, right? So this mm-hmm. this decision um, to cap your members, I, I, I don't know a lot of uh, companies that do that. They make a conscious decision to say, 
let's let's put a ceiling on you know what we can do but we've chosen to do that and we think it's the right call um and we believe that for everybody who is a member um both past present and future um that uh there is no other wine club like it there's no other wine club that offers the value adds that we offer with the events with the content with the digital community pieces that we're going to be adding and straight up, I'll just say it now with some of the NFT aspects of this thing that, um, as Steven said, it's a bit esoteric to a lot of people. Um, it takes a minute to sink in, but once you get it, you get it. And, you know, not only will we be, you know, offering some of these you know, NFT based experiences, but we will be holding your hands along the way. And I promise each and every one of you, you will understand every ounce of it when you're sitting there with your wallet staring at one of our NFTs that is not just artwork, but it unlocks wine and experiences mm-hmm. and other utilities and applications behind it that only go to our members of 10,000 people. So mm-hmm. there you so, go. Yeah. So as someone that is just learning about it now, mm-hmm. and I've been doing some good listening, and we should probably put in the episode notes, I think one of the podcasts that you sent me, um, when I was just traveling, uh, sure. So let's make let's make a note to put that in the in the in the episode notes when this goes up, so that people can get in there. But uh, but, but the idea with capping membership is that <laughs> being a member uh, and being theoretically member, let's say you're member three thousand eight hundred and seventy two, or you're member number one, um, you're all going to get the same experience. But being a member, being one of the 10,000 members, when there is a wait list again down the road a little bit, um, you know, that membership then has value because it's not as though you simply walk away from it and and hand it off and the next person up gets to come in. Um, but it's just, it's the membership is the beginning of the experience. Is correct. that correct? Correct. Yeah. Think about when you, when you join a gym right now, right. You know, and you move or you're tired of the gym, you want to mix it up, you call and you cancel or you email and you cancel, right. There, there is a world and will continue to be a world where member spaces are not infinite and members have the ability to essentially trade on their memberships when they exit or leave. And those memberships therefore go up in value over time. Um, so not only are you a member who, you know, receives wine and goodies and invites and, um, you know, special events and all this kind of stuff, but imagine a world where when you're done for whatever reason, um, you can then trade out on that, you know, membership token, um, and sell Mm -hmm. it. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's a real thing and we're not the first to think of this. I, I, I didn't invent this by any means. Um, I assume that every idea I was inspired by many is is purely original. Is that not yeah, true? for the most part, just just this only this one <laughs> wasn't mine. But imagine a world where you come in and you're a member and you decide to leave later that's and right. you can monetize your exit. Like imagine that, right? And to me, that's a beautiful customer experience. So, mm-hmm. well, I, I get the thing. The thing too is that when we started Knocking Point, when we sold our first bottle in July of 2013. The platforms that we used, specifically at that point in time, my Facebook page, were fundamentally different than they are now. It was purely a meritocracy. Um, your the people who liked your page, followed your page, fanned your page, whatever you want to call it. When I would post on Facebook, I would access one hundred percent of those people immediately, all the time. 
And I guess maybe somewhat naively, we assumed that that was always going to be the way. Now, when you post on Facebook or Instagram, TikTok seems to be the outlier, frankly. Um, I know you need to get into the algorithm, but but TikTok seems to be the only place that when you put out content, it actually goes to the people that have chosen to to follow you. Um, and yeah. that reminds me, I got, a, I got a good question about my Michael Jordan TikTok that we want to save for, for later <laughs> in this podcast. It's sort of an unanswerable question, but uh, just Zacho, please remind me of that. If, if, if I forget uh, b- before, we, uh, before we get done here. But when Facebook changes their algorithm or Instagram changes their algorithm and all of a sudden we're not accessing the same amount of people, we would start to notice our business atrophy a little bit. And, and that's through no fault of our own. That's just out of sight, out of mind. But we can't, yep. build, we can't build a business based on, on one set of rules that Facebook has provided and they get hamstrung when – they change them and they're certainly not going to change them back for us. So I think that by focusing on, on, on the members that we have in house, um, you know, we're, we control our access to our members and we're never going to lose it. We have their email addresses. We have their phone numbers. We know where they live. Um, all, all in a, we, we use all of this information for in, yeah. in positive ways, but by yes, the way, yeah. but, but mostly that's the, most the stuff where they live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We know, we make sure we're recording. We know, we know where you live. Um, <laughs> but uh, controlling our access to our membership base and not requiring, um, you know, a, a third party to work, I think is something that is going to be critical for us going forward. So um, speaking of going forward, we'll talk about the party that we have coming up. But, um, you know, 2021 for Knocking Point, we did transition a- away from, from from just purely being direct to consumer and are now on store shelves for the first time. So how Correct. did that come about, Drew? Yeah. So uh, 2020 was a very interesting year in you know many ways for everybody. Um, you know, fortunately, we all made through safely. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, but you know, we we were able to sell a ton of wine in 2020, and um, I think that was a function of everybody staying home. I think it was, um, you know, it was it was also due to the project with Ashton and Mila in quarantine. We raised a million dollars for COVID response charities. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the the after effect of that. Um, and you know, sort of a post post huge year reflection was that we are still a small ish company in Walla Walla, Washington run by a small, but mighty team. And there were moments where we were literally bulging at the seams and it, and, and with, with wine, um, with, with just, just pure, the amount of work that needed to get done with FedEx trucks that couldn't pick up enough wine fast enough. Right. And so in looking at any, you know, healthy company, I think that, if if you don't adapt and you know uh, look to take advantage of uh, you know new strategic opportunities that make sense and to give you more channels for growth, I I I think you're 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 silly. Um, so you know we started looking at ways that would allow us to grow further, that would put our wine in in you know more access points for our customers, but do it in a way that that that, you know, wasn't in the same way that every single other company did, um, which, you know, for the most part is, you know, find a big distributor and try to get on as many store shelves as humanly possible. Um, we cross paths with the guys from GoPuff, um, 
boy, uh, and you go know, puff probably the, at least a go. Just really quickly, Drew, uh, yeah. go puff yeah. for the for the uninitiated. Just just yeah. walk people through it. Yeah, I mean, GoPuff, you know, when I when I when I first heard of it, I almost didn't believe it. And um, then I tried it and uh, they fully deliver everything in their app that's available to mm-hmm. your door in under 30 minutes. The first time I tried it, I got a bottle of tequila for Jen and it literally landed in 12 minutes at our doorstep. Jesus Christ. These guys have figured out that 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 last mile delivery and they kill it. Right. So if you're at home and you need anything you can think of for the most part, right? So most of your conveniences at a store. I mean, you were in the back of Bebmo down in Hollywood with me, right? You saw like they've got a stash. I was just gonna say (laughs) they have a lot more than what you would expect, too, by the way. (laughs) We went to the we went to the back GoPuff delivery site at the Bevmo in West Hollywood, just on La Brea here. And we're looking at it was it was tequila. It was tequila, vodka, game time wine, Pez dispensers, and sex toys. <laughs> they had some Pringles on top of it. Back, back in the t- <laughs> yeah. It has, yeah, yeah. But hey, it, listen, it, man. I mean, you know, I mean, all those all those products are there for a reason. They use they use data to inform their <laughs> their, right. their 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 choices, right? So yeah. Uh, but hey, you know this this concept of you know being at home uh and needing something within 30 minutes without having to get in your car and go out um you know with the door dashes and the instacarts and that kind of stuff like those all have their place i think but oftentimes i think for people who have shopped there things are out of mm-hmm. stock it takes 45 minutes to an hour to get something it might not be exactly what you wanted with these GoPuff guys man and and this app that that you know knocking point is not part of um the guaranteed delivery of exactly what you see in the app within 30 minutes to your door and oftentimes it's mm-hmm. like 12 minutes and so we felt like a perfect complement to our two, three, four, five, even 10 day delivery sometimes, depending on where you are and how the weather is in Walla Walla and the weather is across the country. Um, you know, why don't we let our customers get our wine delivered to their door in 30 minutes or less? Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was our first big, big push um, into the uh, retail side of things. Um, and so, uh, you know, we've, we've launched in seven states with GoPuff, California. Uh, Arizona, Texas, Illinois, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and soon to be Florida. Um, so anybody in those states, if you've got GoPuff in your in your region, fire it open, and you'll see Game Time Red and Game Time Rosé, which are the two wines that we're starting with there. There will be more soon, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, man, that's uh, that's that's the long winded answer to the why. Right? Is that we wanted to make our our you know wines you know, much more, more easily available to our, you know, friends and customers. I mean, from, you know, since we started, we've been very, very fortunate to reach a couple hundred thousand customers. Um, you know, you know, Zacco and I were pulling numbers as we were doing this launch, looking at, at, you know, key markets. We have 11,000 customers in Chicago proper alone. That's not Illinois. Wild. That's Chicago. Yeah. So, this is exactly why we did the GoPuff move, right? Like we can activate those customers and offer to them, hey, listen, you can wait for a week or you can get it right now. Either mm-hmm. way. And both and, and in both ways, you don't have to get up. <laughs> it comes to you. Right. So that's right. So <laughs> yeah. if, but if you are if you are feeling adventurous though, you can go to Bevmos and in uh okay. in the te- in, in just in Austin as well, you can go to H E B's as well. 
Um, look, yeah, so, I mean, go ahead. yeah. So the 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 side effect, yeah. So the side effect of this move is um, that you know, once you've got distribution in these states, you'd be silly again to not say, yeah, let's go ahead and make our wines more available, you know, throughout different different stores and chains. And so, you know, you will see some of our wines appearing on store shelves. You will see us in in you know 101 HEBs here shortly throughout Texas. You will see us in you know markets here in Southern California and in Bevmont and in various places in Chicago and throughout the area. Um, and, you know, Knocking Points team, you know, all of us, including you, Stephen, will be, you know, talking about those and sharing them as well. Yeah. But but the answer to your first question was the entry point and the why. And the why was we thought that the GoPuff play and the 30 minutes to your yeah. door was, it was absolutely incredible. So there you go. Well, sometimes when you need wine, yeah. you just fucking need it. Yeah, and you're busy, right? You're busy. You're like, you know, you're you're finishing up your workout, right? You're in the squat rack, and you need Uh, some wine (laughs) to your door. Yeah, need a little (laughs) right when you're done. Just a little Sauvignon Blanc in your protein shake. Hey, let's give a shout out to. So you and I used to hang out at your old house. Now, uh, Mm -hmm. may it rest in peace. Well, it's still standing, but you're not living there anymore in Sherman Oaks. You and yep. I would hop on uh, bikes with underinflated tires that I think were that left over from your days living in Marina del Rey, and we yep. would kick down to a liquor store on Ventura in Sherman Oaks. Do you know the name of it? Valley Beverage. Valley Beverage. So Valley Beverage. Yep. You can look it up. Uh, our wine is there. It's it's on store shelves. And the reason yep. that it is is because in order to be in BevMo's in the state of California, there is something called the rule of three. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so for a brand to be able to talk about their, their, their beverage, their alcoholic beverage being available in retail, you can't just say, go to Ralph's and buy our wine. It has to be, hey, it's at Ralph's, it's at Valley Beverage, and it's at Bevmo. There's something called the rule of three. This is a little technical. I'm not a compliance expert, but this is this is what we've been told. We follow the rules. Hey, Those man, are the rules. We have a, we and have so a you're right. Company, yeah. And you're the yeah. closest thing yeah. to a compliance expert we have. So <laughs> we um, have a we, we we have a compliance expert for the record too. Her oh, do we? Oh, good. Okay. Well that's excellent. well Vicky and Lindsay. Vicky and Lindsay. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. All so, right. There okay. you go. Yeah. So so anyhow, we Drew and I back in September. Uh, when we were shooting some content with 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 GoPuff uh, before uh, before I wrangled in Wiz Khalifa and and we can we can talk about that story in a second. Uh, we needed to find some other shops to put our stuff in so that we could talk about the fact that Knocking Point was in Bevmo. So we popped into we popped into Bally Beverage and we had some Game Time Red and Rosé with us and we brought the specs for it. The guy that was there, you know, owned it and. It, Look, I think he was going to give us the time of day, but he took one look at me and went, you're not the fucking arrow, are you? I said, well, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I am. And took a photo and he signed up. So big shout out to um, big shout out to Valley Beverage. We used to he buy- told you to pull your mask down. He told you to pull your mask down. He goes, no, you're not. Pull your mask down. So Stephen yeah. demasked for a minute. So and he was like, holy so, shit. Yeah, this is great. So, yeah. so, so we made it. So we made our push there. Now- a lot of the fun that we've had over the years. I mean, I'm, I was just looking at a piece of artwork that Zacco had with our world tour in, in 2017 has been throwing parties uh, for knocking point. And I don't know if our very f- first 
Well, I guess our very first party was in Walla Walla. Is that correct? It was. Yeah. Would have been in Walla Walla. It was, Walla uh, would have been 2014. 2000? No. Uh, yep. That's correct. 2014. It was. Yeah. It would have been April of 2014 because I just finished the second season of Arrow and Matthew was sort of six, seven months because I remember driving from British Columbia all the way to Walla Walla. Yeah. And as kids do, she was that, that it's about a eight, nine hour drive. So we certainly had to stop for lunch at one point. But as you know, as it happens and as it tends to go with with kiddos, she was an absolute rock star for the first 92 percent of the drive. And then <laughs> the last 35 minutes before we're getting to your parents' house, it's just like the seconds are passing like hours. And she's just in the back, like, I'm fucking done being in this car seat. Get me out. That's a long it's, haul for a kiddo, like, man. What do you yeah. do, right? I mean, you know. So, uh, so yeah, so we threw our first party April of 2014. I remember because there was a Kings-Sharks game on. Kings were down 3 nothing. went on to win the cup. Shout out to Jeff Brown and Encore Bat on that one, who also 49ers <laughs> fans. So, whatever, fellas. Sorry about your Sunday. Um, Jeff Brown, by the way, big 49ers fan, text me after the game, just said, look, I'm sorry that the Niners lost, but realistically, I just saved $15,000 on a trip to Los Angeles to see them in the Super Bowl. So I, he would have been there. That's, that's for sure. He would have been there. I think that's loser talk on his behalf, but, but what have you, but (laughs) anyway, we've thrown parties, we've thrown parties everywhere. Have we ever thrown a party in Canada? Probably not. I don't think so. I don't think so. We talked about doing Kelowna at one point, but never did. We yeah. did. We did. We never got around yeah. to that. But we've thrown parties all over the United States. Uh, we've thrown parties in the UK. Uh, so London proper and, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Birmingham. And we threw a party in Zacco. You were there. Was it in Sydney or was it in Melbourne? It was in Sydney. That's right. Um, you guys, I can hear Zacho. You guys can't hear Zacho, but he's trusty Zacho is here with us. So yeah. So anyhow, on the thirteenth and fourteenth of May, we're getting back to our to our annual Walla Walla party, and um, I think we're full up for it mostly. And one of the reasons is because members for all of our parties forever are getting in for free. Um, explain a little bit of the logic behind that, Drew. Yeah, you know, back in the day, we used to charge, you know, uh, a modest amount for these parties because they were on the road. They were out. They were out and about. We had to rent venues and pay for, you know, everything related to the event. And, um, mm-hmm. and so to offset those costs, we would charge, you know, seventy nine bucks, ninety nine bucks, whatever it was for uh, for a normal ticket. Um, but we've just felt like over the year again that you know leveling up membership makes the most sense. And so, um, you know. The the plan going forward, you know, effective immediately, is that members to any of our clubs come for free, forever, and that's in Walla Walla. That's if we do one in Boston, which we just talked about. That you know, Stephen teed up for this summer when he'll be there. Um, I think we can share something about that. But um, you know, Knocking Point Club members, um, you know, for the wine club members here in the United States, for you know anybody who wants to be a member through the Coffee Club internationally, you're welcome to join as well. Um, you know, if you have that member card, whether it's physical, um, which we actually ship you the card or digital, you are in the front door. Um, all you gotta do is RSVP. So we know you're coming. That's it. Right. So 
Uh, it's, yeah. It is 100% free to come. Dude. There's always music. There's always food. There's always a little more than what a normal wine event would have, right? That's that's for sure. So, well, it's not a wine event. It's a part. It's a wine party. Yeah, it's it's like a festival. It's <laughs> that's a party. right. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Festival. Yeah, it's just like Coachella. I don't know. Might be more like stagecoach yeah. if it's going to be in if it's going to be in Walla Walla. But we have our Probably. new tasting room, which is which I uh, neither one of us have have had the opportunity to get to yet. But that that should change. Um, you know, if, if, if not sooner then certainly by, by the weekend of the party, but, uh, we're going to have some events on the Friday and then we'll have the party during the day on the Saturday. I'm sure that there'll be something fun to watch Saturday evening. And it's just a chance for all the people that have made the trip to Walla Walla over the years. Uh, obviously there wasn't a party in 2020 or 2021. So it'd be great to get back there. See your parents, see Sarah, uh, see the girls, Fernando and, um, Everyone, everyone, our whole, our whole Walla Walla team, and then of course we're thinking the whole crew. of thinking of Boston uh, for I think the last weekend uh, in July. Red Sox are in town, so I you can always convince me to go to Fenway Park. Um, I think that we're going to put something in the books for for Chicago, for New York, just to check some of the boxes. Um, we should probably go somewhere that we've never gone. Like, I would like to nominate Madison, Wisconsin. What do you think about that? Ha. Madison, Wisconsin. I've never been – the closest I've been to Madison, Wisconsin is probably Chicago. Okay. It was Green Bay for you recently, right? That's right. Um, That's right. I, I'm, fine with, I'm fine with Madison. I mean, why don't we do something like Miami first, right, where we can, uh, you know, Zacho, you okay. agree? Do a little, do a little Miami – a little, a little Miami, little Miami style party. <laughs> Miami could be. Zacho good. likes Miami. I just think, well, I, just, I mean, Wisconsin. It's the University of Wisconsin, so it's 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 uh it's that university town town. Vibe. I'm down with that. Here's here's so you know part of the reason with Miami is that Lonnie, who is on our team now, for those of yes. you who don't know him, uh, he's Lonnie been around Paxton, for a minute. Three time three time Super Bowl champion. Yep. Who's um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, we don't know when this podcast is going to air, so forgive me if I if I date myself. But um, he's uh, he and Tom Brady are sitting in a very dark room right now, holding hands with other members of the of the Patriots from from the early with, part of the early part with of the all odds. of their rings with all yeah, of their, with all rings. their rings. You know, <laughs> I can't believe that Brady's retired. I mean, yeah. so many people say they don't like him. Right, it's like you yeah. shut the fuck up. First of all, you do, okay, because that—that's why you hate him because he's kicked the shit out of your team at some point. But yep. it, just admit right now, immediately within seconds of him retiring, that you miss him. Of course, you miss a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So anyway, yeah, Lonnie, man. I mean, Lonnie yeah. Lonnie so Lonnie, Lonnie is involved with this company that owns this. Um, I'm not sure if you have two screens right now, but for those uh, listening. The ARCUP, A-R-K-U-P, check it out. And when you see it, I won't have to say anymore. Lonnie can Lonnie can swing that bad boy around to Miami in the Bay. And I'm not saying that we could get 300 people on it. <laughs> Do you see it? Uh-huh. Do you see it? Yeah. How's that look? It's How's that look? Giant, it's just a giant floating – you know what it looks like? It looks like that scene in Miami where they, where they throw the party in the Wolf of Wall Street – Except if you're just floating on the yeah. water. Yes, that's correct. That's right. That's us. We're all over that thing. So hey, we look, can, you and I can sleep on that thing. We literally can lodge on it. Yeah. 
I'm I'm prepared to be all over that so long as someone else is prepared to be all over the liability insurance. Look, I I, I think that maybe we do like a more intimate thing on that and and we use it for our lodging. But selfishly, that's like (laughs) that arc up is kind of tugging us into Miami this year, I think. So, all right. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm down for that. Now, so so we're thinking, so, okay, Miami. Madison, Wisconsin, Chicago, New York, Boston, to just to just reconnect with some of our members on the on the East Coast. Um, shift. How about your home back- away from home? Home away Atlanta? from home. ATL. That could be good. That could be good. I mean, you'll be um, there. I will be there. I start filming Heels on the eighth of March, and uh, I'm training for that right now, and it's it's. Uh, it's aggressive. You can't move. Um, you can't. Hey, let's let's bring this up. What say again? I said you can't move. Are you are you stuck in that chair? You just sore. Yeah. Yeah. I did cryo for the first time today. You done cryo? No, I've okay, seen it. So, I've never done it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, I do the ice baths as well, and this is kind of like I, I I personally think that ice baths are are better, but you know, you get hey, you got to have access to an ice bath, and and you know, you fill it with. <laughs> ice water um so you can also get, you can get like plunge pools and stuff like that company makes that so we might get one for the for the hills gymnasium this year but the cryo machine is sort of like doing that in a bit of a microwave and get in there and they warm you up for a minute and then they drop the temperature down super low um for three minutes and uh burns calories you know helps with inflammation circulation so you get out of there and you can feel all the blood rushing back to your extremities so it's really cool um you were mentioning that you got a little disc issue so that certainly yeah i've I've got a disc issue i also have a have a friend who just bought one of those ice baths and he Mm -hmm. he tried out a, a few different ones and um you know it's a it's it's not i guess as expensive as a cryo machine, I, I would bet, but Probably not, no. it, it's a serious machine. And yeah. I asked him, I said, how often do you use it? And he's like, just a couple of days a week. And I said, for how long? And he's like, why are you going for like one, two minutes? You know? And I'm like, Oh, nah. like, <laughs> you're going to park no. this thing. No. Is it, no, is it so, more than that? Well, here's the key with the, here's the key with the ice baths. Uh, so when you go into cryo, you, <laughs> I mean, just make sure, make sure your dick and balls are covered period. That's the first thing that you do. Um, and you put on uh, Crocs, socks, and gloves, right? So take care of your fingers, take care of your toes, and take care of your uh, your bits. Um, when you get the, the ice bath, I would go in it, and I'd have to get out after two minutes. And finally, James Harrison, you know, he of the – he of the I'm sure he's probably taken – he's probably sleeping in an ice bath at this point. Uh, he said, just take your toes out of it. And once I took my toes out of it, I can hang in that thing for like 15 minutes. Just don't. That's the trick is your take toes? Your toes out. Just take your toes out. Unbelievable. That, 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 that's, that's what would hurt. My toes would start to hurt. So you take your fingertips out, you take your toes out. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I get, I get scared. Here's the, I, I get scared. Do you know why I get scared in the ice baths actually? It's yeah. a true story. I get scared yeah. in the ice baths. I worry that, uh, I worry that my balls are going to suck up into my stomach. 
Like it's natural. <laughs> like I picture it in my head because your your body, like everything's retreating. I mean, that's what your that's what your yeah. scrotum is designed to do when it's in danger. It's designed to, to get smaller, and I, it Next. literally feels like your nut is going to all give of a yourself, be in the lower part your, of your abdomen. Give and yourself that, that a scares me. It scares a me. twist a twisted testicle. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. Zacho, Zacho's just saying that 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 uh, as a Bengals fan, that happened to him during the AFC Championship game on Sunday. Um, all right, so we're on ice baths. Yeah, so I'm training for heels. So we could we could um, we could do Atlanta as well. And uh, but let's let's shift it back close to home for a second. Uh, I want to talk about a little uh, promotion that we're going to do for the Olympics with knocking point, uh, which you'll be hearing about later this week, depending on whether it's airs. Uh, but we, we did a wine, a white wine with roots of fight, and we're going to give our members access to a two pack. And I'm going to do a viewing party with everyone during the gold medal game, uh, for women's hockey, uh, at the winter Olympics, because a friend of mine, Abby rock, uh, who graduated, as an NCAA champion from the University of Wisconsin in Madison, by the way, mm-hmm. Drew, uh, uh-huh. a couple of years ago, uh, um, she is uh, making her Olympic debut. And I believe this is the first time uh, in an international competition that she's represented the United States. She certainly did a, a fr- I think it was like a friendly series that they had against Canada back in 2019, where I remember she scored actually, but um She's a real bruiser up front and is also, best I can tell, has the dirtiest mouth in all of women's hockey. <laughs> like the one you know, time that I've watched her, and I've only watched her, I, I watched her play against Canada that one time briefly, but I watched her in the semifinals in 2018 and, oh gosh, 2017, 2018 or 2018, 2019 in the, uh, in the Frozen Four. So I saw her in the in the in the semifinals and the finals, and anytime they show her on TV, I was saying to to my friend Mackenzie, who worked with us for a while, who's Abby's first cousin, and and the two of them look exactly alike. <clears throat> I was saying you got to tell Abby when she's on on television because um, she's she's obviously chirping at people, but she's enunciating, and you can tell exactly what she's you can tell exactly what she's had. And it's hilarious. not appropriate at all. I mean, she's Where is she from? I've never. Where heard. is she from? She, she's from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. So Got she's it. Michigan. Also, yep. She's the first. Michigan. She's on the cover of Sports Illustrated, which is simply incredible. But she's the first um, in, Indigenous person to represent uh, the United States in hockey. So very um, cool. So anyhow, our wine that we did with Roots of Fight, uh, Abby is going to pick a charitable component, but we're going to we're going to be giving two packs to members and then the idea would be that they will join me for the gold medal game i mean look i think the best part is sorry go ahead yeah yeah no the best part is sorry to hop in but the best part is is that you're you're already setting up the gold medal game watch party uh and just skipping over everything that it takes to get there because it's just a given it's it's a given (laughs) yeah i mean look it's 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 uh you know it's one of those things where I think five out of the six Olympics since they, they added women's hockey to the winter Olympics in 1988. And in five of the six tournaments, it has been uh, Canada and the States. I think that the Swedish team, um, you know, might be, might be halfway decent, but certainly Canada and the United States are, are the two, 
are the two powerhouses. It's my understanding that the American women won the first tournament and then the Canadians have won all the interceding ones and then the Americans won the last tournament in in 2018. Question for you. I don't I don't know any well you know what it's possible that I do know a couple of girls on the on the Canadian team, but my daughter's a havesy. I'm good friends with Abby. It's okay for me to I'm about to become a I'm about to become a citizen. It's okay for me to root for the Americans in this one particular instance, or am I am I a, a sports bigamist? That's a great question. Um, you or know, traitor, I, as the case I don't, be. I don't know, man. I mean, if you weren't Canadian, yeah, and you were from somewhere else, I'd say yeah, sure. But you know, you've got hockey on the five dollar bill where you're from. That's right. You know, that's it's, it's just if, it's just this was lac- it'd be one thing if this was lacrosse or soccer you know? or you know, but this is in your guys' blood. It's uh, mm. however. You're right. You live in the States. You've been here for a long time. You know, I think that's a, that's a, that's a personal dilemma that you have to ask yourself in the ice bath the next time you're in there. And, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so members, so look, um, you know, members look out for that. And if it's, um, if, if it's a big, if it's a big raging success, then, uh, maybe we'll open it up with a couple of other wines, but, um, we have, uh, you know, we have a, 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 a limited, but, reasonable amount um enough to do a a fair number of two packs of this roots of fight wine so jesse and the entire team of roots of fight uh are going to support this along with us so that'll be great um hey before we go um you know how this is more of a general question um i want to talk with you later when we have more time and maybe when it's done uh, about how uh your first company that you started before knocking point source audio you guys are in the process of selling that yeah i'm i'm still probably a week or two away from being able to talk about it a whole lot but yeah man i i you know i spent years working for mtv as a as a um sort of a leader on the product side uh for the digital team there working on spike tv and comedy central and ultimate fighter and daily show Mm -hmm. and colbert and all that stuff back when we met um and um, I started a company called Source Audio in my spare time. Source Audio is a music licensing platform um, that uh, was really, you know, it was a true startup. It was a couple guys that had an idea, sort of like Knocking Point. We just rolled up our sleeves and went for it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it allowed me to leave my job at MTV Viacom and to, you know, chase chase the, you know, the opportunity to its, you know, fullest potential. And um, I think that with every entrepreneur, you know, you you set out to um, you know, create something special that typically ends in an exit of some sort, right? Whether you sell the company to another company or you IPO or, or, um, you know, merger, whatever it is, but you know, there's, there's typically an event at the end that really means that it was a successful go. And, um, um, you know, the, the, the process that we're going through now is exactly that. Um, and, um, Assuming that the lawyers can button up a few last little things, <laughs> the future of Source Audio is going to look a lot different, and um, you know somebody else will own it. Um, I'm a huge believer in the mission and the team, you know that is that is buying it. I'm I'm you know obviously going to be you know a commercial ambassador and representative of Source Audio forever. 
Um, it's something mm-hmm. that I started. I mean, I even I even came up with the name with with my co-founder Jeff down in Baja, Mexico at his at his place. We were surfing and, and having tequila. And it was just like you at St. Bart's when we bought the domain name. We had had That's some right. tequila and bought the domain name, sourceaudio.com. Um, and so yeah, man, you know, thank you for for you know mentioning that. It was uh, you know, it's something that you hope for as an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm definitely not going to, you know, I mean, I don't have the ability to call it quits or anything. So it isn't like I'm, you know, Mark Zuckerberg by any means. But I learned a lot along the way. You know, it was definitely worth my time. And um, I'm looking forward to the future also, for sure. Well, it's, so it's, That's exciting, man. I, look, I, I legitimately remember one of the very, very first times that you and I hang out, hung out. It was at a, oh gosh, it was the, it was at a hotel on sunset like the on the south side of the street not the doesn't matter but i was asking you one of the first times that we met just talking about what you did and this was the this you were at you were at mtv at this point and you're just, yeah. you know, like but on but but on the side yeah this is what i'm doing what i was i was about. starting this thing yep i was starting yeah. this thing and yeah. um it became real in about 2012 for no really probably about 2011 it became, you know, real, started signing clients. And then ironically, I think that because it was working in 2012, I, I um, made another bet to start another company sure. with you. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, I can yeah. do this. Let's do it again. Yeah. So I'm also uh, grateful for the, I'm also grateful for the, for the success of Social Radio. But look, let's put a pin in that. And yeah. when it's all done, I want to get back to it and and I want to just I want to talk about the, the basics of starting a company, those key moments and then sure. you know and then also what a lot of people hope for which is which is the which is the exit um mm-hmm. the exit that you control that you choose that that you know um you know sort of is a is a not not a sense not a stamp of validation by any stretch of the imagination but you know sort of a, the seal of approval hey here was an area where there was nothing i created something and 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 someone saw value in it now i'm making my exit and continuing to be an ambassador and how does it feel so we'll talk about yep. that down the road i would love to talk about just just really quickly um how are you feeling about california right now and look we don't have to get we don't have to get to uh, too hot button topicy, but you know, what's your feeling on the state of California? We are yeah. coming up on, we're coming up on. I mean, if if COVID has an anniversary, it's it's March the thirteenth. <clears throat> believe it or yeah. not, I mean that that was the last yeah. that March thirteenth was the last day before everything started to shut down everywhere. So we're yep. we're two full coming up on two full years into it and you know in California we're still dealing with a lot of a, a lot of mandates and a lot of controversy right now because Gavin Newsom was you know I, look I was at SoFi Stadium on Sunday with with no mask on unless I was asked to put one on when we came in and came out but a lot of controversy going on right now how are you finding yep. California you haven't traveled as much throughout yep. the pandemic as as I have but I'm curious to hear yep. your thoughts I've traveled a couple of times, you know, it, to, to hear the question is kind of funny because, uh, you know, as soon as you asked me, I, I, I ran through about five answers quickly and, and none of them were COVID related. So <laughs> as crazy as okay. that sounds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, 
the weather's fantastic. Culture is is incredible. The food's wonderful. The entertainment, is, is, you know, business and everything is great. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you know, for me, you know, and this is a bit of a of a hot button topic too. But for me and my family and our friends and their families, I think that you know, public public safety, um, you know, is my biggest concern, frankly. Mm-hmm. With um, uh, I think you can get into the whys and the 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 hows and stuff, but you know, I think that um, um, you know that the 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 streets are not nearly as clean as they used to be. I think that people are. Um, you know, not quite so safe when they go out, when they go shopping, when they, um, you know, even are at home as they were, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. And again, you know, I don't know how, how to exactly put my finger on precisely why I have some ideas. I think it's a culmination well, of a handful of things, it's, it's but a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredibly, it's an incredibly, com- uh, it's an, it's an incredibly complicated, complicated question yeah. with, with many, many different, many different answers. And anyone that says that there's just one, yeah. um, yeah is 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 yeah so for me i i yeah i mean i've i i you know personally i've been asking friends of mine who are you know one is rather high up in 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 lapd you know and i asked him i said you know how does a person like me lean in to help affect you know positive change right how can i allocate a little bit of my time and or resources and you know start to help out with you know potentially solving some of these issues even in a tiny way mm-hmm. and his answer was stay active and make your voice heard vote obviously show up to you know to any kind of local community meetings or gatherings he said oftentimes that the local police force will have like these these uh, community meetings but just stay active and make your voice heard regularly. Um, and I get it like that, that, that sounds good and stuff, but to me, that's, that's still not quite enough. Like I, I kind of want something that's a bit more actionable. Um, but for me, it all comes down to public safety, right? Like when, you know, we have to ask ourselves if it's, if it's, you know, safe and comfortable to go to the park, you know, with the kids, because, you know, um, uh, there's just, uh, you, you know, there, there, are, there are things happening there that are out in the open that, you know, um, obviously we're, we are not comfortable with like, you know, yep. drug use and look, yep. it, it, I mean, this is, this has layers, right? So like, mm-hmm. I don't want to just point fingers at the drug use, but, but, um, you know, I, I, I think that it has spread itself into places that it wasn't before, and now families like ours are being more more exposed to it, and with that comes public safety issues. And so I just ask myself, and you, and Zacho, and friends of mine, like how do how do people like us um, help mm-hmm. to um, um, you know help others, but also save you know to 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 um, you know make make the streets and the parks and public places that we go to and use safer, fast, yeah. like like uh, like now. I- <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I would agree with that. Sorry. By the way, I'm just going to plug in my computer here. I just realized I'm about to just die. There we go. Um, I, you know, I think the biggest thing now, and again, layered question, uh, lots of different areas that you could dive into, but from a macro standpoint, um, if, if, if you are going to com- complain about something right now, um, it, it's you, you better be able to show me the fucking receipts that you are trying to do something about it or that you are working on a solution or that you are at the very least curious because the time for just lamenting the state of things is it's, it's long since past. Um, yep. you know, if you're not, if you're not willing to be, if, if you're not willing to be curious like you are, um, and I, and I hope, and I think that I am then go away. 
seriously. That's a, that, 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 that's enough. And I know that, that that's also a very, very general, very, very general statement, but um, California is a little, a little frustrating right now. And that's something that we can discuss, you know, as, as we move through this. It's so beautiful. I'm some... sitting here looking out at the, at, oh, at the Valley right now, you know, it's no, just, yeah. it's a stunning place, man. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's the place where people who have dreams come like both of us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, and especially you with your smart car driving down from Toronto, and your and yeah. and your your, you know, uh, Lou the lab, right? Like you just Lou packed up and lab. came. Uh, this yeah. this is where dreams happen, right? And so you know, yeah, you, you kind of want to um, do all you can to, um, you know, keep it safe for everybody, so that you know yep. it uh, stays the stays the land of dreams for everyone, right? So um, anyhow. Now, long, long answer to a question at the end here when you said, hey, let's wrap up. But it's like we could we could we could break that into four episodes and and we should actually bring on my friend from LAPD if you want. I'm actually happy to do that. We can bring him on. Uh, He would happily hop in here. Love that. Let's do it. Sounds like that sounds like that sounds like a a wonderful, wonderful idea. Um, Great. All right. So I'll save a couple of other questions that I I have for, for later. But just, hey, let's finish off with the with the with the Michael Jordan yacht story. And, and yeah, probably, and it's probably the question that, that that I might never know the answer to, but you know, maybe if I ask it in a public place, I, I will. Um, just traveling with our family, we were in uh, Anguilla, which is beautiful, an island in the Caribbean that I'd never been to, and then we were with a bunch of friends um, through an amazing, amazing company called called Moorings, which I didn't realize are are, are all over the world. Um, we were uh, sailing through the British Virgin Islands. And when we were in Anguilla, we um, organized a, a charter for the day over to St. Bart's. And you know that that Cass and I have an affinity for St. Bart's and <laughs> got mm-hmm. married there in 2012. Uh, you officiated, got ordained, by me. did a wonderful job <laughs> by you. Coming up on the coming up on the 10-year anniversary there, which is exciting. Um, anyhow, obviously uh, St. Bart's that time of year has some amazing yachts. So we chartered in there for the day. And when we were going in, we saw, um, uh, Bezos's yacht, uh, Abramovich's yacht. It's interesting thing about yachts is the really, really big ones. You can Google them and you can almost always tell who owns them, uh, which seems odd, but whatever. Strange. Um, anyway, Michael Jordan's yacht was there. And someone goes, that's MJ's yacht. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, whatever. But then I look over and, you know, it's not the biggest yacht there, but it was pretty big. But it had the full half court basketball court with the net on the front of it. And I mean, like, of course it does. But it's really, really incredible to see. So I did a TikTok where I said, you know, hey, next time you think you're a baller, you just remember that Michael Jordan has a fucking basketball hoop on his yacht. <laughs> now, when I turned the video around, I purposefully framed out any indicator as to, you know, what the yacht was. It starts to blow up on TikTok. And then my phone starts to blow up with people who are like, yo, this is on ESPN's Instagram yeah. feed and SportsCenter's Instagram feed. And they bleeped out the me dropping an F-bomb. Now, just as soon as it was there, it was gone. So my question is, what happened? Why did it get pulled? 
Why? why oh, they pulled it? Out? I had no idea they because you you texted me with yes. that. You texted me first. I mm-hmm. went, holy shit, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds about right. Um, and then I saw your TikTok and then you texted me the sports center. I went, holy shit, this is, this is, this is getting picked up. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, were there, were there numbers on the side of the boat, like an identifying, uh, but I mean, you Uh just said you could Google it. You could, I mean, like I could look it up right now and see what it, what it looks like. Do you suppose it was, it was the F-bomb? You suppose it was the F bomb? No, because no, because it clearly it went through it went through a series of of uh, it, it went through the the ringer at, at at ESPN. No, no pun intended. The ringer, Bill Simmons' website. But text him. No, text Bill. Text Bill and say, hey, would standards and practices pull down a TikTok with a bleeped out F bomb in it? See what he says. Who I knows? Mean, right? well, I mean, Bill's. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Bill's. Bill's no. Bill's no longer. Bill's no longer there. No, I know. Um, I know. But, but no, he would know that. I'm just saying. Like, I I don't know what it was, but but it got. It got pulled. It, it got pulled. So anyway, that's weird. Um, and um, I just 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 before we go here, I wanted to give a quick quick sports sports betting shout out. Um, I did against all odds with with uh, cousin Sal, which is a podcast on on sports gambling because he and his um, uh, he and his 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 crew were big fans of heels uh, and. Um, when I was away, I, I Sal managed to to take in a bet for me, and I had a I had a nice chunk of change on the uh, Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs to make the Super Bowl. I don't often bet on sports, but you know, getting that bet in before the Wild Card weekend, and then having the both the Rams and the Chiefs play such a thrilling game. Um, all of my thoughts on Sunday were okay. When the Chiefs beat the Bengals, you know, do I middle this because I could easily have taken a 49ers money line bet and got my five hundred dollars back. And I decided, you know, you know what? No, as a good fan, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just let this ride. Um, it paid off at seventeen to one, and. Uh, and Big Dick Joe Burrow just came in and just shit all over my 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 bet. Unfortunately, Zacho likes that. Yeah, Zacho, our 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 buddy Zacho, you see his, Bengals fan. Yeah. He's did you see a, Joe's chain? A, I did. I did. I also heard what he said too, which it, you know Joe Burrow shows up to the game on on Sunday with it with the big chain. They asked him if it's real. He said, "I make too much money for this to be fake." <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you when you stick a twenty four year old with that kind of money and that kind of you know uh, skill and ability and you know uh, yeah. you know you you stick him in front of a mic and ask him. Of course, I'm the man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it. Uh, in, a, in an upcoming episode before the Super Bowl, and I'm sure that we'll be talking about the Super Bowl. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there, which is exciting. Um, you know, it's exciting. I I went to the Super Bowl in 2019. Saw the Rams and the and the and the Patriots. Um, that was a, a piss poor game, but the halftime show was worse. It was Maroon Five, and it was just just wildly considered to be the worst Super Bowl halftime show of the 21st century. And I, there's not even like really a there's not even really a close second. Like I think everyone has sort of forgotten how god awful it was. But I'm here to remind you, it was terrible. Like it was really didn't Adam really Levine peel the shirt too? Didn't he go shirtless? Yeah. Like as you as you do at a football game when you've got yeah. 
uh, 54 physical specimens on each side. And then you come out as the, as the, as, as the guy doing the show, you just, you know, I don't know how big he is. My guess is five eleven and buck 60 and you just peel it. <laughs> I'm going to peel it. Here we all go. I know, all I know is that, is that at, at the stadium in Atlanta, they have, like what they do at SoFi, most modern stadiums now, they have the sideline club, which allows you to just basically go out and stand right behind the bench. And Cass and I left where we were sitting, went down to the sideline club, and ended up in the front row, 50-yard line. Like theoretically, there's not a better seat in the house for a Super Bowl halftime performance. Like you're not going to be able to get that for for Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, and Mary J. Blige. Uh but it, we just left like halfway yeah. into the set. We, we, we just left. We're good. It was, <laughs> oh my God. It was so bad. Anyhow. All right. So this has been the first episode of the dudes being dudes podcast. Thank you, Drew. And um, you're going to be able to check this out uh, on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Amell, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, please subscribe. I didn't mention that at the beginning. Uh, I'll be sure to do that when we do cold opens in the ensuing episodes. And um, thank you, Zacho. Thank you, Taryn. And uh, thank you to the folks at Studio 71. That's the first episode. Appreciate you, man. Cheers, man. That was fun. Let's do more. All right, buddy. See you. you. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios.